Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to feed the hungry, lift up the downtrodden, do justice, love, mercy, walk humbly before God to proclaim the good news that Jesus saves. Welcome to Jesus Saves Ministries Live, the ministry that dares to declare to the utmost Jesus saves from the penalty, the power, and soon the very presence of sin. And now, here's your host, the founder of Jesus Saves Ministries, Minister Angela Lee Price. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to another edition of Jesus Saves Ministries Live. I am your host, Minister Angela Lee Price. So glad to have you listening on this glorious day. The sun is shining. And, you know, I just have this song down in my spirit. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. And we're going to be talking about divine love today on this edition of Jesus Saves Ministries Live. So as you're preparing uh, for the highlight of the Sunday School lesson, I want you to turn over to 1 Corinthians uh, 13, and we're going to begin uh, reading 1 through 13. Those are the verses that we will cover today. I do have a guest on the line with me, and she uh, is a vice president of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, a Louisville alumni chapter. Her name is Teresa Smith. How you doing, Teresa? Good morning, Sister Angela. How are you this morning? I am wonderful. It's good to have you on the phone today. Absolutely. Great and, to uh, And, uh, you know, uh, I think that today having you on the phone and talking about what we're going to talk about uh, will help us to kind of actualize this conversation that we're going to have today about divine love. And, and divine love is the title of the lesson. But when we talk about divine love, we're talking about the God kind of love. We're talking about the highest form of love, and that is agape love. Uh, agape love, which is unconditional love, universal love. Uh, it is a love that is motivated to action. And uh, I know the Deltas have been motivated to action uh, the last couple of weeks. You're motivated to action today even, and you'll be motivated to action on Saturday even. Uh, and you are mobilizing the community to come together to, uh, to, to vote. I'd like for you to talk yes. about that, Teresa, just for a few minutes and, and you know, what that means uh, to uh, Delta Sigma Theta sorority and uh, to the community at large. Yes, yes. Thank you, Sister Angela. And you are absolutely right. Uh, we have been working to mobilize not only our sorority, um, Delta Sigma Theta, but the community to get out and vote. And our very founding was based on social action and um, the right to vote, especially for women. But in this day and time when we have so much social unrest, social injustice, and what we have going on in our very community with the lack of action around the case uh, involving Breonna Taylor, our power, um, Sister Angela, is in our vote. That is what we have left. <laughs> and so we have been mobilizing the community to get out and vote. Um, you know, on Saturday, as you mentioned, we had a caravan with over 90 cars. We started out at Shiny High School and we caravaned all the way to the Kentucky Center 
uh, for African-American heritage where everybody voted and we honked the horns through the community just to rally people to come out and vote. Um, and when I think about what we're doing, Sister Angela, and I think about divine love, you know, the word says that God will know us and he will know us by our, by, by our love. And if we, if we know him and if we love him, we would keep his commandments. And so it is our Christian duty, not only as a organization founded on principles, uh, Christian principles, but it is our Christian duty to love and love to me is action. So we're putting that action in the streets. We're mobilizing ourselves and our community to get out there and vote and take our justice one vote at a time. And you know, uh, wonder, what a wonderful uh, thing to do because uh, with us being in this pandemic, we are more isolated than ever. And as we're isolated, uh, you know, people could just say, oh, my vote, it's not going to count. It's not going to make a difference. You know, if, it's, if we're just uh, in our homes by ourselves, uh, we could easily feel like our vote doesn't matter. But when mm -hmm. you mobilize uh, a, a people in the community to come together, to honk horns, to, to uh, decorate their cars, to, to really get out there to, as a, a community of people and go to the polls, then that will make those mm -hmm. people feel, hey, yes, my vote does count. It does matter. I am going to make That's a difference. Right. And, and so we thank you for what you are doing, and, and we praise God for Delta Sigma Theta. So uh, we're going to talk know, about what is happening today and then also uh, on Saturday coming. But what I'd like mm -hmm. to do is to open in a word of prayer briefly. And uh, would you uh, like to lead us just in a brief word of prayer? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let us all go to God and bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear wise and gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, today just to say thank you for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Lord, we thank you also for the privilege of life, health, and strength. We thank you, God, that you have empowered us to make change in our community. Lord, we just ask that you strengthen us one by one. And Lord, let one touch another and one touch another and strengthen that chain of impact on social action. Lord God, we know that you are the God. You are the highest that we have to call on. And so, Lord, in this season of election, this season where we are voting for the next leaders of our community and of our country, God, I ask that you be with all of us, Lord God, um, that we make the right and appropriate decisions. And Lord, we know that no matter who's in office, you are still in control. And so, God, we just give it all to you. We ask that you uh, continue to bless and keep us. Lord, we ask that you strengthen our community. And it's in Jesus' name that we offer up this prayer. Amen. Amen, amen. Again, welcome to Jesus Saves Ministries Live. I'm Angela Lee Price, and my guest today is Teresa Smith. She's vice president of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, a Louisville alumni chapter. I want to give a shout out uh, to um, Tina Johnson, and uh, Tina has been on uh, this program before. Just want to give a shout out. I know that she is off now. You're about to have another caravan, and just talk about mm -hmm. the uh, caravan that's about to um, uh, to start at 10 o'clock. 
Yes, and so today we have a caravan. In just a short moment, uh, we are rallying today to the voting location at Louisville Marriott East. And so we're meeting near the Walmart on Hurstbourne Parkway. Um, the the uh, Deltas and the community are gathering right now and as we speak. We will take off at 10 a.m. and then head over to the Louisville Marriott East. And so our beloved president, uh, Tina Johnson, is headed that direction and leading the, <laughs> leading the effort there. And then, Sister Angela, you know, after we get through on today, We'll have another uh, rally on Saturday, the 24th, same time, 10 a.m. We'll start there at Central High School and then caravan all the way to the Yum Center, uh, leading folks to vote at that voting destination. And then our last caravan will be next Thursday, October the 29th. We're going to do things a little bit different here. We're going to let our college students, so the um, collegiate deltas of Louisville, um, University of Louisville, we're going to meet with them and at the Cardinal Stadium at 10 o'clock, and we're going to caravan then to the Kentucky Fair and Exposition Center um, to vote. So not only are we rallying our community, but we're encouraging our youth to do the same, and we're supporting them in that initiative as well. Awesome stuff. That is awesome. I'm out of that chapter myself. That is awesome stuff. All right, so let's get into uh, the Word of God. Uh, we're in 1 Corinthians 13, and we're going to begin at verse 1. I am going to read from uh, verse 1 through 7. And, uh, Teresa, if you would pick up at 8 and go to 13. And I am yeah. reading from the New Living Translation. It doesn't matter which translation uh, you're using. Just uh, uh, I will read New Living Translation. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, beginning at verse 1. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. Verse 3, if I gave everything I had to the poor, even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of wrong. And verse 6, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Amen. And I'll pick up at verse 8. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now, our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and I thought and I reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, 
I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. All right, and that key verse is verse 13. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. The word of God for the people of God. Blessed be to God. All right, so we're in uh, 1 Corinthians. We've been talking about love this quarter. Uh, We are about to close out with this lesson, the end of this lesson. We're closing out uh, Unit 2 under this umbrella of loving one another. Uh, And so as we um, delve into the lesson today, uh, we are now in 1 Corinthians. And 1 Corinthians uh, was... Uh, a letter written by the Apostle Paul, who uh, planted the church at Corinth. He is writing from Ephesus uh, to the church. Uh, and when you look at uh, Paul's letters, uh, Paul um, is he the most prolific writer of the New Testament. He has written more uh, books of the New Testament than any writer. Um, Paul, who was Saul, and as you remember, Paul... Uh, Saul was the persecutor of the Christians until he had an experience with Jesus on the Damascus Road. And he was knocked uh, off his horse. And and Jesus said, "Um, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He was blinded for three days. And as a result, he gave his life to Christ and became one of the the, the biggest proponents of Christianity uh, that ever lived. And so Paul is writing to a church that has a whole lot of problems. So whenever I'm talking about uh, the church at Corinth, the way I kind of remember what's going on there is I say uh, Corinth was corrupt to the core, had a whole lot happening, a whole lot of issues. And so uh, the Apostle Paul is writing to this church to address issues in the church of mistreatment of the poor of ethnic uh, divisions between Jews and non-Jews, misuse of spiritual gifts, sexual immorality, uh, false doctrine, uh, legal disputes between members, pride, and societal pressures, all of this going on in the church. Uh, And so he wrote a total of three letters, but only two letters actually were published in the Bible. And, And so... Uh, this is the background for t- uh, today's uh, uh, lesson, the Apostle Paul writing about love. And so uh, here are just a couple of points that I would give you just out of the first uh, verses 1 through 3, a couple of key points. Uh, number one, Paul encourages us to pursue love above everything else. And number two, Paul uh, does not want us to be prideful. And so, uh, you know, he says that, you know, if you if you have all these languages and see uh, verse uh, chapter 13 comes right after uh, chapter 12, which is one of the big spiritual gift uh, passages of the Bible. So he had just began uh, finished speaking about spiritual gifts. 
wherein uh, he now turns to talk about uh, uh, the importance of love. Uh, and uh, I preface that to say this, that whenever we're talking about the subject of spiritual gifts, he's saying that you can have all these gifts in the world, uh, but and you, could, you, you, you can have the, the, the speech, eloquent speech, uh, you can speak all the languages uh, of, of earth and angels, uh, but if you do not have love, you, it, it, you're just making a whole lot of noise. And he goes on to say, and, and the, the gift of prophecy was something that was uh, big in the church at the time, as it is today. So uh, he said, you could have the gift of prophecy and, uh, you, you know, either the foretelling or the preaching of the Bible. And, uh, but if you don't understand but it, and and if I understand all of God's secrets, you could have all of this going on. But if you do not have love, and if you got the faith to move a mountain, but you don't have love, you will be nothing. And then he says that uh, if I give everything to the poor, and I, you know I could boast about it. You know, some people they do want to they want to give stuff in order to say, hey, look, I help the poor. But that's the wrong motive for, for helping someone. You, you give to, because you're motivated to action by love. And so he says you could, you could boast about giving uh, to the poor and sacrificing your body, uh, but you will have gained nothing because you haven't done it in love. And so we need to remember that love is the primary thing. Love is a uh, is a gift. It 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 is the eternal thing that lasts forever. Uh, the Bible tells us at the end of verse thirteen, three things are going to last: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest will be love. Teresa, is there something you'd like to add? Yes, yes. The you know you I, I love the point where you say you can do all these things. You can give. You can you know you can speak. But if you don't have love and you're not doing it in love, it amounts to nothing. Um, and so it's, right. it's a heart discussion, Sister Angela. It's a heart discussion. Where is your heart and where is your motivation and your actions? And, um, and, and we should reflect. We should reflect on the why we're, do, you know, we're doing what we're doing. And when we're giving, what is the motivation behind that? And you should always check to make sure that is godly love as a source of motivation. Amen, amen. All right, and, and just a couple of points uh, for verses, uh, let's see, what, four through seven. Just a couple of key points here. Um, number one, Paul defines godly love. And number two, godly love is called agape love. And, and we uh, started at the top of the show defining agape love, which was this unconditional love, this universal love. It's charity. Um, it's, and it's a motivation to action uh, without, re without regard for someone doing something for you in return. Uh, you do it because it's the right thing to do. It, to do. You do it because you're motivated by what God has done for you. And, and, and this is the God kind of love, agape love that we're talking about. Uh, so uh, Paul is not describing a, a love of a husband and wife. You know, uh, in these verses here from uh, verses 4 to 7, oftentimes you will hear 
these passages at weddings, love is patient and love is kind, it's not jealous or boastful or prideful, but these verses here, verses four through seven, they're speaking, he, again, he is speaking about issues that are going on in, in the church that's outside of uh, the subject of marriage. Uh, and so if we're talking about marriage, then the verses that we would want to look at would be Ephesians 5, 22 through 33. But oftentimes we will use these verses 4 through 7 uh, to talk about uh, uh, marriage and to talk about uh, uh, what really is uh, eros, erotic love between a, a man and a woman in marriage. Uh, but he is not describing uh, that kind of love here. He is just talking about universally how we need to love one another. Uh, so uh, God, he's in a covenant with his people. We are in covenant with God. And so God loves us. And as a result, uh, Christ, he loves the church. And so therefore, we ought to love God and Christ and love one another. This is agape love. And so this is what is being discussed here in these verses 4 through 7. Uh, love being patient and kind, not jealous nor boastful or rude, uh, not irritable. Uh, and so uh, I just wanted to leave that with you. Now, I'm going to go ahead and move along here to uh, verses 8 through 13. And uh, feel free, Teresa, if you'd like to jump in anywhere. Um, but I'm going to just give a couple of points here, uh, verses 8 through uh, 13. Uh, Paul, number one, Paul explores the relationship between spiritual gifts and their relationship to maturity. And then number two, Paul shares the revelation of love as a love that endures, uh, a love that is eternal. And so, again, we go back, and, and here at the end, he talks again about spiritual gifts, where he had just concluded a, a, a long discussion on spiritual gifts uh, because there was misuse of spiritual gifts. Uh, in uh, chapter 12, there had been a misuse of spiritual gifts, and so he dealt with the issue of spiritual gifts, and he is still saying. Uh, and, you know, I want to—I've I, taught a lot about spiritual gifts, and— one of the points that I'm always making is that your spiritual gifts have to be done in love uh, or else you're going to gain nothing. It's going to end in nothing. Uh, and so you could sing. I mean, you could have such a voice. Uh, you know, you can give. You can do all of these things. You can have all of these spiritual gifts, the gift of mercy and the gift of administration. But if you do not have love, you That's have right. gained nothing. Uh, and so that is the point, that we do these things, uh, whatever gifts that we have, whatever gifts that we offer back to the church and back to our community, we must offer them back in love. So is there anything you'd like to add, Teresa? <laughs> yeah, and Sister Angela, the, the key on that one is, is unconditional. When you, when you talked about agape and doing it in love and not being the uh, eros love, it is a choice to love no matter what. And so, you know, you can't say, well, I'm not going to sing or use my gift 
because somebody wronged me. That, that you know, we we we're doing it in love, and that love is unconditional, um, which is akin to the love that we have from Christ, who died for us. And you got to think about it from that that standpoint. It's unconditional. It's unconditional. Yes, yes, uh, and you know, because uh, sometimes we we can we can tend to get haughty and kind of caught up in and and certain gifts, you know, certain. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. gifts that we have in the church or the eloquent speaking or the beautiful singing and you know we can become so haughty uh, in the church or you know and, and, and so we just have to always remember that what we do we do it because God first loved us he died yeah. on the cross while we were yet sinners while we while we, you and I, Teresa, while we were the ones mocking him on the cross, you know, while we mm-hmm. were saying crucify him, crucify him, yet he died for us, uh, you know, that we might have uh, a chance at eternal life. And so because he exemplified that kind of love, then we have to in turn do that for others. You know, we've got to suffer long. We've got to endure certain things uh, because we, we're doing it because we love and we love one another. And, and, and so there is, a, there is a passage out of Ephesians uh, 1 and 2 that says, therefore, we need to be imitators of Christ as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and he gave his life for us. So if we walk like that, walk the same way Christ did, uh, and we give, and even we give, we're giving ourselves for other people, uh, you know, not mm-hmm. because we want to gain something from them, but because it's the right thing to do because God loved us first. Amen. 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 And so uh, we hope that this brief highlight has been helpful to you today, that it's inspiring you, that you will be motivated to love uh, uh, one another, uh, to, to forgive and not keep a record of wrong, you know, because we can easily keep our records of wrong. And sometimes the guys, Teresa, they, they love to say, well, mm-hmm. you, you won't ever let me let, you won't ever let me live it down. Because you keep bringing it up. Whenever there's an argument, mm-hmm. we'll bring up some stuff, you know. But we have got to think about getting rid of our records of wrong. Where we've got this little checklist. Ah, these are all the things he's done wrong. These are all the things that she's done wrong. And keep bring- We've got to finally decide we're going to throw away our records of wrong. You know? That's right. Throw those things away. away for us. That's right. He Jesus. threw it away for us, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am, he did. He did indeed. All right, so thank you so much, Teresa, uh, for coming today, for being on the line. We really appreciate you. And again, uh, could you talk about the uh, uh, the next uh, caravan at Central High School so that we can uh, rally some people to, to come and, and participate? That's right. So come out with us on Saturday, October 24th. We're going to start at 10 a.m. at Central High School, um, and we're going to decorate our cars. You don't have to if you don't want to. Just get your car in line. And we're going to caravan to the Yum Center on Saturday the 24th 
And then next Thursday on the 29th, we'll start at Cardinal Stadium, and then we will journey to the Fair, Kentucky Fair and Exposition Center. Okay. And uh, would you like to just say a word about the sorority? Just the, yes, the uh, social so action or? Yes. And, and so, Sister Angela, thank you so much for having, uh, having me on today. Just wanted to say that on behalf of uh, my president, uh, Tina Johnson, um, and just wanted to, and, you know, encourage the community. The, you know, Delta Sigma Theta, as I said before, has been working towards social action, and um, and and we see the injustice, and we want to move toward that action. So we encourage everybody to let your voice be heard. Your power is in your vote, and let us take our justice back one vote at a time. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Teresa Smith, with Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. And thank all of you for listening today. Truly appreciate you listening week after week. Appreciate all of your comments and suggestions. Um, you can always reach me. I'm on Facebook at Jesus Saves Ministries, uh, L-O-U. I'm in the uh, Jesus Saves Ministries group. That is my um, platform of preference, although I am on um, Instagram and Twitter and also on YouTube as well. So uh, until next week, be sure to go out and share the love of God with someone. Uh, tell them Jesus saves. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Jesus Saves Ministries Live with your host, Minister Angela Lee Price. This program is sponsored by the Life Conference Suite at 2001 West Broadway your facility for small group gatherings. To book our facility, go to our Facebook page at the Life Conference Suite. To invite Minister Angela to speak at your event or to reach her guests, email at jesussaves838 at gmail.com or by phone at 502-415-1001. Feel free to join Jesus Saves Group on Facebook at Jesus Saves Ministries, L-O-U. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Jesus Saves 838. Until next week, keep sharing saving grace of Jesus Christ. Tell somebody to the utmost, Jesus saves. <laughs>